0: what's going on everybody welcome to another brand new installment of renegades reviews exclusively here as always on the casa d18 studios channel i of course am your host the renegade j.j williams and today we're going to keep going through the silent film era of our homage to classic horror and we're going to discuss 1922's nosferatu a symphony of horror starring max schreck Gustav von Wagenheim, Greta Schroeder, Alexander Grenache, George H. Schnell, and Ruth Landshoff. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me here once again for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. And like I said during the introduction, today we're going to keep going through the silent film era of our homage to classic horror. We have four silent films in total to cover. Before we get to the universal monsters, if you will, we did John Barrymore's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde yesterday. We've got two Lon Chaney Sr. films coming up over the next couple days, but today it's the German film Nosferatu. And our movie takes place in the year 1838 in the German town of Weisburg, Thomas Hutter is sent to Transylvania by his employer, estate agent Air Nock, in order to visit a brand new client named Count Orlock, who plans to buy a house right across from Hutter's own home. Now, while embarking on his journey, Hutter stops at an inn where the locals become frightened by the mere mention of Count Orlock's name. Hutter rides on a coach to a castle where he is welcomed by Count Orlock. When Hutter is eating dinner that evening, he accidentally cuts his thumb and Count Orlock tries to suck the blood out, but Hutter pulls his hand away, repulsed by the Count's actions. Hutter wakes up the next morning only to find fresh puncture wounds on his neck, which he attributes to mosquitoes. That night, Orlock signs the documents in order to purchase the house, and he notices a photo of Hutter's wife, Ellen, remarking about how she has such a lovely neck. While reading a book about vampires that he took from the local inn, Hutter begins to suspect that Count Orlock is in fact a vampire. Hutter begins to cower in his room as midnight approaches with no way to bar the door. The door ends up opening by itself and Count Orlock enters and Hutter hides under the bed covers and falls unconscious. Meanwhile, Hutter's wife awakens from her sleep and is in a trance of some sort. She goes out and she walks on her balcony's railing, which gets Hutter's friend Harding's attention. When the doctor arrives, whom Harding had phoned for, Ellen shouts out Hutter's name. Because apparently she can see Orlock in his castle, threatening or unconscious husband. The next day, Hedder explores the castle, only to retreat back to his room after he finds the coffin in which Orlock is resting dormant in during the day. Hours later, Orlock piles up coffins on a coach and climbs into the last one before the coach departs with Hutter rushing home after learning this. The coffins are taken aboard a schooner, where all the ship's sailors and captain die, and Orlok takes control of the ship. When the ship arrives in Weisberg, Orlok leaves unobserved, carrying in his arms one of his coffins, and moves into the house that he purchased across from Hutter. Many deaths in the town follow after Orlok's arrival, which the town's doctors blame on an unspecified plague. Ellen then begins to read the book that Hutter found at the inn about vampires, which claims that a vampire can only be defeated if a pure hearted woman distracts the vampire with her beauty. Ellen opens up her window in order to invite Orlok in, but she ends up fainting. Hutter revives her and she sends him to fetch Professor Bueller, a physician. After Professor Bueller leaves, Orlok enters and drinks her blood, but starts as the sun begins to rise causing Orlok to vanish in a puff of smoke by the sunlight. Ellen lives just long enough to be embraced by her grief-stricken husband. And our movie ends with a final shot of Count Orlok's castle in the Carpathian Mountains, shown to be in ruins. Now, if you couldn't tell by the synopsis in the description that I just read... This film is very eerily similar to that of Dracula. As a matter of fact, this film is an unauthorized adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Florence Stoker, the widow of Bram Stoker, sued Prana Films, the production company that was responsible for Nosferatu and won on the basis of copyright infringement, causing Prana Films to go out of business. This film is the only film that Prana Films ever made as a result of the lawsuit. Now, as it is an unauthorized version of Dracula, if you're familiar with the Dracula story or its films or its characters, Thomas Hutter is supposed to be Jonathan Harker. Ellen Hutter, his wife, is Wilhelmina Harker. Er is Renfield. Professor Bueller is Van Helsing. And of course, Count Orlock is Count Dracula. Now, when we get into the meat and potatoes of this, it's a really good movie. It's so sad that Prana Films had to close its doors as a result of the copyright infringement lawsuit over this, because they did a remarkable job telling the story of Dracula. And Max Shrek was just an incredibly creepy character actor. Like Lon Chaney gets a lot of praise for being the man of a thousand faces, but this man, Max Shrek. I mean you can just see by looking at the man and then the character he played what he was willing to go through to change his appearance physically i mean he's got a little bit of that in the eyes and the nose there already but just such a dramatic change in appearance for max shrek to morph into the nosferatu character but i thought the story was well done. I thought that the acting was well done. Again, like we talked about a little bit yesterday with Dr. and Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, some of the acting was a little bit overdone, a little bit of overacting because again, just a reminder, it's a silent film. so you're not hearing the dialogue and the tone of voice. you're just seeing the movements and then a little black screen thrown up with a little bit of dialogue. So you have to overdo some of the performance aspect of it in order to convey shock, excitement, anger, etc. Those little things notwithstanding though, it's a really good movie and I highly recommend that those of you that have never seen Nosferatu Go out there. Look into it. Again, I want to say it's on Tubi. I want to say I know it's on YouTube. But look into it and give it a chance. You'll probably be a little bit bored because it's an hour and 15 minutes or so. Silent film. Again, just that beautiful, eerie organ like we discussed yesterday with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That's your soundtrack for the film. But if you can if you can appreciate those things, then I highly recommend that you give it a look because it's definitely a classic that is worth sinking your teeth into. Pun intended. When it comes to my rating for Nosferatu, much like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde yesterday. I'm going to give it 3 out of 5 stars. I told you guys, I'm not going to rate these silent films much higher because I feel like the quality and the overacting does take away from it a little bit. You got to figure, these movies are from the 1920s, man. 1920 yesterday, 22 today, 23 tomorrow, and 25 the day after. So technology and everything definitely isn't what it used to be you know and technology now has improved vastly since then so you really can't hold them to the same standards but i feel like three out of five stars is a very respectable rating grade for these films and again i highly recommend you get out there and give them a look. Those of you that have seen Nosferatu, what do you think? If you're watching the premiere, leave your thoughts and comments over here. If you're watching On Demand later in the day, leave your thoughts and comments down here. Whatever you do, though, when you get out there on social media, let's try to get those hashtags trending. Hashtag Casa D18 Studios. Hashtag Renegades Reviews. Hashtag Renegade Returns. And, of course the ever-popular hashtag shenanigans. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money's made. Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow, right back here on the Casa D18 Studios channel for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews when we move forward in our homage to classic horror films, and we discuss the 1923 silent film, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, starring Lon Chaney Sr., Patsy Ruth Miller, Norman Carey, Kate Lester, Ernest Torrance, Tully Marshall, and Brandon Hurst. You're not going to want to miss out tomorrow. Right back here on the casa d18 studios channel right back here with another brand new installment of renegades reviews when we discuss the first of two films starring lon cheney senior the hunchback of notre dame to all my loyal fans and viewers out there tuning in for the premiere leaving your thoughts and comments over here thank you very much i greatly appreciate each and every one of you guys Likewise, to all my loyal fans and viewers out there tuning in a little bit later in the day, watching on demand, leaving your thoughts and comments down here, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you guys. I appreciate all my loyal fans and viewers out there that tune in for me on a regular basis. Show me that love. Show me that support. Try to get those viewership hours up. I mean, go back. Watch some old episodes of Renegade Wrestling. Watch some old episodes of Dads on Wrestling. Watch some of the old audio versions of Renegade's reviews. Help me get those viewership hours up so I can get monetized, make some money on this endeavor. Thank you very much once again to all you that tuned in. Join me today, and I will see you guys next time.